Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight, we'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Just his 25th start in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, Tony Stewart is a winner. When I go to Richmond, I miss it, and when I go to Sonoma, I miss it. Those are those are the two places. Martin Truex Jr. is a champion. You know, Loudon's been uh, one of my home tracks. Over the years, for I mean, I've been going up there so long, you know, so I have a ton of history there. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Woody Kane. Welcome to NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley's on special assignment. This week, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is dirt track racing at Eldora Speedway. Motor Racing Network is there today as drivers get set for tomorrow night's Eldora Dirt Derby. The owner of the track, Tony Stewart, is here to talk about the event as well as the success of his race team on the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series side. And, boy, there has been a bunch of that. Ryan Newman is entered in tomorrow night's race at Eldora, and he'll join us as well to talk about that race and preview this weekend's Foxwoods Resorts Casino 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Friday night's NASCAR Xfinity Series winner at Kentucky, Christopher Bell, will join us a little later on to talk about his latest win and preview this weekend's Lakes Region 200 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We've got this week in NASCAR history and much more on this week's NASCAR Live. Okay, as we mentioned earlier, Motor Racing Network is at Eldora Speedway today as drivers get prepared for tomorrow's Eldora Dirt Derby. Steve Post is standing by with an update. Posty? Thanks, Woody. Back here at Eldora Speedway. Chase Briscoe joins us. And, uh, Chase, uh, you're a dirt track racer. Of course, you had a pretty strong run last year in this race. Uh, I'm sure you jumped at the opportunity when uh, you had the chance to drive in this race here at Eldora. Yeah, absolutely. I've been begging for it, I think, since January to let me run this race. And we were honestly kind of getting down to the wire. And with Indy getting moved, I honestly thought they'd move this race, too. And uh, I decided, hey, I better look up the truck schedule. And I did. And I, it was like three weeks away. So I... I uh, hit the guys up at Ford and was begging them and begging them, and uh, luckily they let me do it. So I got a really good piece and uh, really excited for this race. Obviously, it's kind of the one all the dirt guys schedule. It's it's really special for me just to run at Eldora and anything, so uh, it means a lot to be here. You're you're a dirt track guy. You've been running a lot of open-wheel cars. Even this year, you've been running the wing sprint car. These trucks on Eldora, what is that like? Nothing like a sprint car. <laughs> I can assure you that. <laughs> Yeah, I think last year I went out in the first five laps. I spun out twice, and Tony came down and was like, what are you doing? This isn't a sprint car. Like, you can't be backing them in like that. So it took me a little bit to get used to it. It's definitely way heavier, and 
and definitely way slower than, than the sprint car stuff. And they just they react totally different. But you know the dirt stuff still comes in. You know, you know reading the racetrack and moving around and trying not to be in the black slicks. So I think that's kind of where the dirt guys can shine. But they definitely uh, just drive totally different. I think if anything, they probably relate to the Silver Crown car. Uh, but I haven't gotten to drive a Silver Crown car, so uh, they're definitely different than what I'm used to. Looking at the NASCAR portion of it, what do you have coming up? What's the what's the balance of the year on the NASCAR side look like? Yeah, I think I got around seven or eight Xfinity races left. Uh, my next one will be Iowa, which is probably my favorite pavement track, so I'm really excited to go there. Uh, I know I have Bristol coming up, uh, Indianapolis, which is obviously going to be special for me growing up in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, to finally be able to run at Indianapolis is uh, going to be a humbling feeling. So I got a couple that are circled definitely for sure. I got Homestead on there, obviously, after running the truck there last year. That's one of my top three tracks. So got a lot of really good tracks for me personally coming up that I'm really looking forward to. Well, sounds good. We wish you the best here at Eldora and appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. There we go. That's Chase Briscoe, ready to go here at Eldora and then really coming to a racetrack near you. Not really limited as to where he's racing this year across the board. Thank you very much, Steve. Coming up next on NASCAR Live, we'll talk with NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Christopher Bell. And later, Ryan Newman joins us. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. That's what it's all about. Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to super speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Christopher Bell will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to your host, Woody Kane. Thanks for hanging out with us on NASCAR Live. And one guy coming off a huge weekend at Kentucky Speedway is Christopher Bell. He notched his second win of the season, but it wasn't easy. He had to go to the back and then had to outduel guys like Kyle Busch, Justin Allgaier, Daniel Hemrick to get the victory. Christopher, that was a heck of a show at Kentucky Speedway. Did you think you were going to have some trouble starting in the back like that? Uh, man, honestly, starting in the back wasn't, uh, it didn't have me too worried. You know, these NASCAR races are, are pretty long distance races. So there's a lot that goes into winning the events. And, you know, we had a lot of pit or uh, several pit stops, several restarts and, and 200 laps to get up there. So starting in the back was just a little setback. And, um, you know, my pit crew did a great job gaining us spots on pit road. And we were able to, you know, get in the right line a couple of times on the restarts and get our way up front. Tell me about that duel at the end because you guys, uh, you and Hemrick and Allgaier and Kyle Busch were all mixing it up there, and this wasn't one of those where you check out and run away from the field, was it? No, man. It was <laughs> actually really really tough. Yeah. Uh, the the repave at Kentucky has a lot of grip, so I think that provided uh, you know guys to be really equal, and we, we really couldn't get away from each other. So Allgaier had moments where it looked like he was going to win, Obviously, Kyle Busch had moments where it looked like he was going to win. So, uh, you know, there were a handful of us that had a shot at it, and I'm fortunate that, 
you know, my car was good at the right time, and I was able to pass him, pass Allgaier, and go on. Let's uh, segue ahead a little bit because you're about to go to New Hampshire Motor Speedway, but a stop on the way uh, at Eldora Speedway, and I got to imagine, even though you're going to be a part of the TV broadcast, you're going to be itching to be behind the wheel there, aren't you? Man, I, I sure <laughs> am. I love that racetrack, and uh, I'm just glad and thankful that I get to go up there and, and be a part of that event because it's an event that kind of launched my NASCAR career, so I'm thankful that I still get to be a part of it. How challenging is it to make a 3,400-pound truck get around that track in any kind of decent shape? Well, it's extremely difficult. I mean, you see it every time. There's a bunch of guys that spin out and hit the wall, and those race trucks are just not meant to go around a dirt race track. <laughs> so uh, you got to have your elbows up, and, and you got to do everything you know how to, to to get that thing around the racetrack. A lot of these guys uh, from, from different dirt tracks around the country are coming in. There More dirt aces are showing up at Eldora for the truck race every year. Do those guys have much of an advantage, or is it too much apples and oranges because they're trying to apply their dirt skills to the truck? Well, I think they definitely have an advantage, and, and I think year in and year out you see the dirt guys be successful at Eldora, and I think there's a little magic to that. So. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised again if you saw a, a dirt guy win. And, um, you know, Crafton will be good. He's put a lot of effort into his dirt program by running mm -hmm. his modifieds and uh, stuff like that. So Crafton, will, he obviously won last year, and I think he'll be tough again this year. But uh, I think the dirt guys will prevail again. It's going to be a lot of fun. It always is. Then let's uh, move on to New England where you'll be racing at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway coming up this weekend. And that track is so flat and so difficult to get a handle on. Are you a guy that likes the flatter tracks or do you like the high speed, high bank better? Well, typically I go better on the faster tracks, the mile and a half, and uh, per particularly the, the more banked mile and a half. But, um, you know, Loudon is a place where I feel like if you have a good race car, you typically go good there. Last year, I was able to win a truck race, and I know my crew chief, Jason Ratcliffe, loves loves going to Loudon. Mm. So it's a race that he's been talking about for a while, and I, I think we're going to be just fine. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Now, are you a guy who likes it when they use the, the sticky substance at New Hampshire or not so much? Uh, I think it seems to help produce better racing, so I'm for it. Uh, you know, anything to just create multiple grooves is is what we want as race car drivers and it seems like they're able to get the track to be a little bit more racy and, and provide more passing so yeah i'm all for it a lot of drivers say it takes that stuff a while to get activated what do you mean when you're talking about that uh it it seems like whenever it's cold or nothing whenever they originally spray it on the racetrack it has a little grease to it or slime mm -hmm. and the first couple times that you run across it it's like it's not uh it's not sticky yet it's just slick and slippery and then as that stuff gets pressed down into the racetrack it gets sticky and and then you're able to grip up on it pretty good and uh, we're heading now into the stretch as well where you guys are about to to enter the, the road course season, is that something that's to your liking or something that you're still trying to get used to more and more? Because I know you have uh, mad skills on dirt, but how do you like the road racing? Well, honestly, I really enjoy road racing, and I've done uh, a couple of them now, and, and I've always had fun doing them, but I seemed to struggle last year at Road America. So we're going to definitely be putting in a lot of effort into the, our road course program this year and, and trying to make our or me as good of a road course racer as I can be. 
and, uh, you know, go in there with, with no expectations and, and just try and finish the race. Going to be a lot of fun to watch for sure. Two victories for Christopher Bell on the season. The top four guys in the point battle are separated by just 17 points as they get set to head to New Hampshire this weekend. Christopher, congratulations again, and thanks for your time, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got another update from Eldora Speedway, and later Ryan Newman and Tony Stewart will join us. One tool from the AutoZone Lona Tool program can do more than most. It can help tackle a brake job, throw down on a rebuild. It can work fast and hard or slow and steady. It can help grind it out, fix it right, tighten, loosen, twist, turn, and repair to get it done. And it did all of that just last week. There are over 100 specialty tools that AutoZone loans for free because doing more is what we do best. So visit any of our 5,500 AutoZone locations nationwide today. Deposit required. See store for details. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. <laughs> I take a bit of a risk singing that song, but oh, of course the one place I never take chances is the road, where Progressive Snapshot rewards your safe driving. A good driver plus snapshot equals big discounts. And speaking of math, one plus one equals two, little too late. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. We've got another update from Eldora Speedway next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to your host, Woody Kane. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The Motor Racing Network is at Eldora Speedway right now as drivers get set for tomorrow night's Eldora Derby. Dylan Welch is standing by with another update. Dylan? Noah Gregson ready to go here at Eldora. Practice night for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. At a track that is kind of a wild card, what are you expecting going into tomorrow? I'm just trying to participate all weekend. Uh, I'm definitely not one of the favorites. There's a stacked field here in the truck series this weekend. A lot of those dirt ringer guys are coming in. Um, so, I don't know. I, I got to run here last year. Um, all my guys have been talking a bunch of crap to me and, and my teammates, and I keep telling them that I, I was able to qualify fifth here last year. They kept on calling me grandma in qualifying, but I ended up fifth. I ended up beating uh, my teammate Christopher Bell, who's, who's won this race, um, and qualifying in in the race. So um, that's something to look forward to. I, I finished seventh, so uh, I don't know. Just trying to have a lot of fun this weekend. It's kind of more of the laid-back uh, race weekends for us because it's – very different. Um, still need to try and get as many points as we can, but if I don't win this thing, it's not going to be the end of the world. I'll uh, move on to the next one, focus on Pocono, just try and sling some dirt, sling some mud, and uh, try not to wreck the thing. This year, different than last year, and that you come in here with a win. Does that change your perspective on it at all? Yeah, t a ton. Last year, I kind of, I knew I wasn't going to, I didn't know I wasn't going to win, but like, I had strong reality taste that I wasn't going to be a guy up in the top three hunt so uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself to come out here and like try to win the race even though it wasn't really realistic and so this year with already having that win um, it's kind of a play weekend for us and just to go out here have some fun and uh, really I mean this place is tough it's really tough and with all these guys out here uh, I don't know really what to expect from our safe light auto glass toy under all i know is last year we spun i spun out like pretty much about six times in practice nights so hopefully i can only spin out about five times this year and uh that'll be one spin out less than last year so that'll be a step in the right direction is it fun though to race at a, a place like this 
it's fun because it's it's unique. It's different. Um, I enjoy road, road course racing better than this. Um, these dirt guys love this kind of stuff. Uh, my teammate Logan CV is going to be his debut, so um, hopefully I can learn a little bit off of him. Um, I still have not talked to him yet. I, I've never even seen him in person, so uh, I'm not really sure what he looks like, but he'll be uh, definitely a good teacher, hopefully, for us and uh, can guide us in the right direction. But I don't even know if we're going to make any changes to our, our truck. I don't know why we're setting up scale pads because... <laughs> We're probably going to be putting our right side on it or something, so uh, I don't know. I just don't want to wreck the thing, but I'll, I'll end up sliding up in the wall or something. Well, keep all the fenders on it and have fun. Try my best. That's Noah Grakes, and he's ready to go here at Eldora. Thank you very much, Dylan. Ryan Newman will join us next, and later, Tony Stewart is in studio. In a sport driven by acceleration, we're shifting gears to do more to help preserve our environment, driving the sport towards greater reforestation efforts, Speeding up our recycling programs. Racing greener with Sunoco Green E15, a cleaner blended biofuel. Because if we all shift gears to help the environment, we can keep racing for so much longer. To learn more about how NASCAR is shifting towards a greener future, visit nascar.com slash green today. Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcasts elevates your senses to the sights, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Austin Dillon leads the pack. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of the Eldora Dirt Derby tomorrow night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Ryan Newman will be in that race, and we'll talk with him next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to your host, Woody Kane. Thank you for joining us tonight on NASCAR Live, getting set for the Eldora Dirt Derby coming up Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time here on the Motor Racing Network. And one of the guys who will be in the field joining us on the guest line now, Ryan Newman's going to be driving the number three Chevrolet that you normally see Jordan Anderson piloting. And Ryan, uh, in putting this all together, I understand that you and Jordan have uh, uh, quite the history that's just coming out. He uh, met you when he was a kid, right? Yeah, it makes me feel old. <laughs> I um, I signed an autograph for him uh, about 17, maybe 18 years ago at Charlotte. I think that put him at about eight years old and me at about 23. <laughs> so um, I guess I guess it's a good thing, right? Talk yeah. about the the loyalty of fans in our sport, the the uh, mentorship that you can provide by not doing anything, <laughs> and then how it can come full circle. You know, 18 years later. So, um, proud to partner up with Jordan Anderson Racing, and, and Jordan's a great, great young man um, who's uh, trying to build a name for himself in the sport and is doing so. And at the same time, to have VRX Esports um, on the truck with uh, Moto Shield Pro and all the all wrapped around a Chevrolet is is something that we look forward to. Um, it's been a while for me to be on the dirt. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an issue, but um, you know, I look forward to uh, to racing up there. Got a lot of friends and family that are going to be around. Yeah, I understand, too. I've been seeing some of the pictures. You've been at, at the shop this week uh, helping uh, turn some wrenches on that truck. Uh, how how rewarding is that for you to be able to do that side of it? Because I know at the cup level, they don't want you guys messing with too much stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, and I guess maybe I should be after running 21st this past weekend. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to do what I can to help out. It's a limited team, uh, small small uh, on the budget side, um, which is sometimes um, – 
you know, the way it is in our sport. And mm-hmm. um, whenever you can lend a helping hand and make a difference, I guess you should. So um, from my standpoint, just trying to help them get the truck ready. We we worked on it together yesterday for six hours, and then um, they're finishing it up today and then rolling out. So um, um, just look forward to uh, to going up there and, and, and you know, having a good weekend, uh, representing VRX and uh, Moto Shield Pro. And uh, we got res- they were nice enough to put a rescue ranch on the side of the truck, which is uh, kind of cool. So um, just want to have some fun. I mean, that's what the, the old Dirt Derby is supposed to be all about. Yeah, I saw a rescue ranch on there. How uh, how are things going up there? I see their their tweets all the time with all the different animals. Uh, what's new at Rescue Ranch? Uh, just some, about the same stuff. I guess what, maybe the newest thing that we really haven't talked about, at least on air a whole lot, is the Earnhardt Family Playground that we have at the ranch. It's a 10,000-square-foot, all-inclusive um, playground so that um, no no child can no, – no child has a disability on the playground. So mm-hmm. Rescue Ranch is all about educating kids about animals. Um, but every kid likes to go play on a playground uh, that's at least animal themed um, yeah. at a, at a rescue ranch uh, or at our rescue ranch. Um, so when we have field trips and do different kinds of groups and whatnot, uh, it's pretty cool. Even for the adults, I know that that they like to come out and enjoy and be a part of being a kid again at the playground. So we've got plenty of animals, over 80 animals, um, and that's good. Um, but um, you know, having the Earnhardt family, um, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, his sister Kelly, and a few other people that were very extremely close to NASCAR involved uh, to, to chip in and, and make a difference was was really um, really pretty special for us uh, being a fairly new 501c3. Yeah, I remember seeing that. It's really cool. It's a fantastic facility up there, and I know a lot of kids are going to have a lot of smiles from that. But uh, back to the racetrack, Ryan, I guess the big challenge for you guys on, on Wednesday night is how do you make a 3,400-pound truck with a lot less tire turn on dirt? That's That's got to be making you guys pull your hair out well um i, I think making it turns one thing but making it making it fast is another um you know you gotta gotta get it to to, to drive good um and be able to shoot straight when you get to those straightaways um you know and get the power down but yet you know get it like you said so it will turn when you, once you get to the corner again and not wash up into the fence it is it is a lot of metal um for the amount of tire and there isn't a lot of downforce, which is good on the truck. So, um, you know, just um, want to be one of the best um, when it comes to just having a good free-flowing truck that can run up by the fence or run down the bottom if we need to. And and the format that they've got with the, the heat races and the last chance qualifier and all that, that's got to be fun for uh, just from a throwback sense too, right? Yeah, I um, I look forward to that. I, like I said, I was a, I was a part of the, the inaugural um truck race there with on at Eldora and and finished third to Austin Dillon and uh Kyle Larson so we had a we had a good truck that night and uh, had a lot of fun racing the heat races and just uh bringing it back kind of to short track style racing um you know it's still a 150 lap main event but um you know overall just look forward to going up there and and um you know having some fun with Jordan and the group of guys that we have you mentioned a couple of the sponsors, VRX and MotorShield Pro, that might be unfamiliar to our traditional NASCAR audience. Tell us uh, what those organizations are, and and, uh, and we'll see them on the truck uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, so VRX, um, if you take and, and, and take the abbreviations out, I guess you could say it's virtual reality experience and uh, virtual reality simulation uh, simulators, I should say, is um, is what VRX is. So um, they, they have virtual reality goggles and they have screens just like you would normally see on a on some types of uh, simulators. But really, 
what it allows you to do is just get different experiences. Um, and, and, and VRX has multiple platforms, not just driving a car or a truck. Uh, you know, for instance, a truck on dirt or a cup car at Pocono, they have several different uh, opportunities to uh, fly helicopters, fly airplanes, mm-hmm. drive rally cars, uh, you name it. And uh, VRX is uh, the leader, if uh, one of the leaders, if not the leader, and, and, and having different platforms to uh, to simulate real-life experiences, you know, through your living room chair, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, give people an opportunity to feel like they're a part of a sport. So eSports is, is growing, and that's what part of what VRX is, is an, is an eSport to uh, to uh, get people involved, um, you know, maybe somebody that doesn't have the budget um, to go out and or, or the ability to go out and find a multi-million dollar sponsor to, to put them in a race car or a truck. They can, uh, you know, have a little bit of background and, and apply themselves via, um, you know, their simulator and still compete um, in real life um, with uh, with uh, race car drivers. And uh, let's uh, shift gears a little bit because after you finish with Eldora, you head right out and go up to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. That track, very, very flat. Uh, they did the the sticky substance, whichever form you choose for uh, we saw last year. What are you expecting at New Hampshire? It's just it seems like such a tough challenge to get a handle on that place. Uh, well, it, it's always been a little bit of a challenge, but I, I think it's it's been a lot of fun. I I, um, I enjoy the racetrack. I enjoy the area. The people, the fans are so dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little bit bittersweet to have uh, a race, so to speak, taken from them and go to, to Vegas. But at the same time, they still get an opportunity to come to the racetrack this weekend. And um, just look forward to um, to that. And, um, you know, the race in the wheel and modified up there is always a lot of fun. Uh, one of the best races of the of the entire weekend is that modified race with the guys drafting and pushing each other down the straightaways and two sometimes three or four wide in the corners. Um, you know the the whatever you want to call the sticky stuff. Yeah, that goes on the racetrack to me is it's just a way of trying to fabricate racing, and I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing for our sport, but it is what it is, and we'll go up there and try to get uh, three wins, two in the modified and one in the cup car. You've already got three New Hampshire wins uh, on, on the cup side, but speaking of modifieds, are you planning on uh, running the modified again at Bristol later this year? No, not Bristol. Just uh, just the, uh, just the uh, two races, the all-star race and then the 100-lapper uh, on Saturday for the modified going to be a big deal and uh, looking forward to catching you at both venues coming up Wednesday night for the Eldora Dirt Derby and then this weekend out at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Ryan, we always appreciate your time and uh, good luck at both venues. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. That's Ryan Newman getting set to pull double duty this weekend in two different cities at two different racetracks. Coming up next on NASCAR Live, Tony Stewart is here and we'll chat with him next. Things happen fast in racing and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. MRN Original Programs stream on MRN.com. Check out NASCAR drivers on Motorsports Monday with Woody Kane and Joey Meyer. Sprint Car Racing on Wing Nation with Steve Post and Aaron Everett. NASCAR Team Crews on Crew Call with Sammy Joe and Rocco. NASCAR Local and Regional Racing on NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. NHRA Talk on The Straight Line with Marty Huff and Doug Herbert. Your home for original motorsports talk mrn.com
Tony Stewart joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to your host, Woody Kane. We're back on NASCAR Live with the owner of Eldora Speedway as we get set to go truck racing there for the sixth time. Tony Stewart joins us on the program. Tony, welcome, and uh, i got to ask you, now that we've had this special event, are there some tweaks coming up that you can uh, <laughs> tease folks with a little bit? Well, I don't. I think the uh, how they're going to do the pit stops is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I think that's more of a NASCAR thing to, to discuss. But uh, from the track side, I mean, we're really not doing a lot. Just we keep learning every year. I mean, last year we we uh, had a big lesson on the front stretch as far as how much uh, how, how much moisture was down there and how soft it was, and that was something that I thought I didn't really pay a lot of attention to. I mean, it's something that we don't normally have that kind of an issue, but it was a learning lesson for us last year. So there's just more things that, um, you know, doing the track prep side that I'll pay attention to this year that we didn't see uh, coming last year until <laughs> till it was too late and we're, we're thrashing trying to get with NASCAR to, uh, to get a competition caution uh, just so guys could clean the front of the trucks off. So it's kind of a, a, a Goldilocks question where the porridge is either too hot or too cold or just right. What yeah. is just right for dirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w I wish it was just that easy with an answer. I mean, it, it literally, you know, in the perfect world, you want a track that's that obviously for the trucks, you want it to be extremely smooth. Um, you'd like to have enough moisture in the racetrack uh, to have a bottom, middle, and top groove. Uh, but it that are be. distinctly different. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and that we've, I think we've been pretty successful, successful with. The, the hard part is, uh, you know, you're dealing with Mother Nature. And if you, you know, <laughs> last year we had that soft spot on the front straightaway, and that was where the restart zone was. So anybody that wasn't on the front row was just getting plastered. Mm. Uh, and the front of their trucks were getting plastered with mud, and it, and it created some problems. So it's just little things like that that, uh, you know, with any of the other divisions we've ever had at Eldora, you never have to worry about that yeah. uh, because of the types of cars that run. But the trucks, it, it's a different different animal. So, um, you know, trying to make sure just little things like that, you know, that have never crept up in the past. And I never even in a million years would have thought was ever going to be an issue. But it, when it comes up, you, you have to make that adjustment. So uh, Kind of like the Dirt Track World version of a Weeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's pretty much... The weepers cause crashes. Uh, <laughs> the, the soft mud uh, creates uh, overheating problems yeah, so, and visual visual problems for the driver. So, uh, you know, that's something that we'll pay attention to. But, you know, it's where a pavement track, as long as it's dry, you're not dealing with any dramas, you know, with, yeah. with a pavement track. With a dirt track, everything from wind, temperature, uh, whether it's sunny or overcast, humidity, all those things factor into to what you do with a dirt track. And so everything we do are based off of those variables and trying to get the track ready. When this idea first came up, were you skeptical that the trucks could put on a good show there, or did you think, oh, man, this is a winner? Oh, I, I knew just from the standpoint that I had ran uh, DeCoin with the ARCA cars mm. and, and knew how successful it was. So I knew we could do the same thing at Eldora. It was just a matter of, uh, you know, getting the truck teams used to doing something like that. The ARCA teams have been doing it for years. Yeah. So when it comes time to go to DeCoin and Springfield uh, on the dirt miles, they're used to it. But to ask truck teams that had never been to dirt tracks before uh, to bring these vehicles that had never mm -hmm. raced on dirt and try to get them to adapt to it, it was something that, uh, you know, was a bit of a process. But I think the teams, every year you can see the teams just keep getting better and better with it. Tell me about an average day there for you, race day at Eldora. <laughs> I mean, how many different hats do you have? 
Uh, I mean, I know, I know every time I go to the concession stands, everything's going great. Are you going to do like four burgers for a quarter this time or what? I mean, uh, all that stuff is just really cool, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. There is no average day. That's the thing about being at Eldora and being, uh, you know, a part of the track prep side of it and, and the ownership side is there's there's no two days that are ever alike. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you can plan for it, but uh, most of the time what people don't realize is that we're probably out there till sometimes four or five o'clock in the morning yeah. uh, doing prep overnight from, from the previous night. So uh, when those guys get back to the garage and, and get in the pit area on, on Wednesday morning, uh, they don't realize that I, I may have only slept four hours <laughs> up to that point and, and was if right that, back out yeah. there when those guys got there. So uh, that's that's a part of it that, uh, you know, there's always different things. And that's the great thing about having uh, a promoter like Roger Slack is mm-hmm. he – he grew up, uh, you know, under Humpy Wheeler's uh, yeah. tutelage, and uh, to sit there and and have that kind of mindset. I mean, Humpy was always awesome about coming up with cool ideas and things yeah. that were off the wall. And uh, some days I say, unfortunately, I have a, g- a guy that's just like that. So <laughs> How do you make it happen? Is the question. Oh, he yeah. he and he does, and he does it. He does it really well. I'm I'm really proud of Roger, and uh, you know, he he thinks of everything and every aspect of it and there there's things that he does uh and ideas that he comes up with that i'm like man i never would have came up with that idea on my own so uh it's it's great to have roger slack on board there's been a lot of talk this year and kyle larson kind of got himself into a little bit of a kerfuffle where he said something about when he finishes cup racing he'd like to go run sprint cars or something and people were oh my gosh why do you hate this nascar thing or why do you love this and is there a good crossover between dirt fans and nascar fans it seems like there is more and more with the 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 loud few I guess being the exception we're we're trying to we're trying to keep that crossover going um, and you know I, I think something that NASCAR fans totally misunderstand and and don't grasp the concept of is that as much as we all love cup racing there's other things outside of cup racing that we all like too and and uh, you, you can know, like football and basketball yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean that you don't like cup racing but there's guys that have goals that aren't strictly dictated by NASCAR mm-hmm. and, and the Cup Series. So, um, you know, for somebody like Kyle that wants to do multiple things, it's it's cool. It's cool to have somebody that still has that kind of mindset that wants to do a lot of different things. It's not uh, it's not necessarily that NASCAR is the destination for him. It's just one of the things that he wants to do, and, yeah. and there's other things on the side that he likes to do as well. I remember you saying something very similar yeah. when you said my Cup career is, is not going to continue Yeah, that's, to do other things. And that's part of why I retired as a Cup driver and, and – not retired as a race car driver. I mean, I just got done uh, in the last month or five weeks uh, having Ohio Sprint Week. We raced six nights in a row. Yeah. Uh, we we ran two nights the next weekend and then had a day off and then went six nights in a row again uh, with the PA Sprint Week. So, um, you know, I'm getting to race my guts out, which is what I want to do. I mean, yeah. I, I got to race 17 races in 23 days. Whew. So... Speaking of not sleeping. Yeah, I mean, 23 <laughs> days in a cup series, you get three races. Yeah. That's it. I yeah. got to run 17 races in 23 days versus three races in 23 days. We've got more with Tony Stewart coming up next right here on NASCAR Live. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. 
Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click and Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season. We've got a lot more with Tony Stewart next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to your host, Woody Kane. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The owner of Eldora Speedway and the owner of Stewart Haas Racing is here with us. Tony, your team on the cup side has been performing very well this year. Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer have multiple victories. Kurt Busch and Eric Almarola are right there. Is this where you expect it to be this point of the season, or has anything surprised you so far? I don't know that you expect anything, but, I mean, it's definitely what you hope for, obviously. Um, but I'm really proud of, obviously, what uh, Kevin has done starting off the year the way he has. Uh, Clint getting those two wins, great for the 14 team. The 10 and the 41 are are so close to mm-hmm. getting a win, and that's that's the part that's really encouraging is it's not that we've got one car or two cars that are running well. All four teams are, are running well, and uh, it just really it, – it's fun for me to go to the track and, and watch how the four teams interact now. I think we've got uh, a combination that, that, you know, is probably more solid than it's ever been in the last 10 years that we've had Stuart Haas. What about the the way the Fords in general have been running this year? Because you guys have the oldest model, the oldest make on the track, but is is it a reflection of you've got more notes with that car, so you're better able to know what it's going to do? I mean, when Toyota brought the Camry, uh, their new model, the new Camry, it took them about half a year to get rolling. The Camaro's still not quite where I think they expected it to be. Is is that a function of you guys have more notes with that car? I think so, and but for us, I mean, we're – we're kind of in the same boat as a lot of those other organizations or manufacturers because we've only had a year with the Ford. So we've only had one year to work with it. But, you know, I think that just shows the strength of our engineering department, our fab shop, um, to see what they – I've thrown a lot of curveballs at, <laughs> at everybody <laughs> at Stuart Haas Racing in the last 10 years to go from a two-car team to a three-car to a four-car, then to switch manufacturers. And mm-hmm. at the same time that you're switching manufacturers, at a chassis department where we're building our own chassis. Uh, that's that's a lot of curveballs that these guys are swinging at. And last winter was the first, well, one of only about two or three winters that we didn't have a major overhaul in some department. And uh, I, I think that the results this year have shown when those guys can take what they have and, and work with it and massage on it and make it a little bit better, uh, you know, every department seemed to, to make huge gains over the winter. And now Ford says the Mustang is coming back next year, so here you go again. I mean, having been through that, does that give you the confidence that you guys can do that quickly and, and smoothly? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I don't have any reservations in my mind. I'm excited about the Mustang coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to look awesome, as you expect a Mustang to look. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, like I say, our aero department, I, I feel like we have a lot of really good, smart engineers that are going to figure out exactly what it takes to get the balance where these drivers like it. How big is it to, to have Tony Gibson kind of steering that ship and not being on the road now, a guy who can make sure that everything that comes out of there is consistent? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I, I had reservations about Tony coming off the road, and, and you understand why. I mean, it's, you know, he was here long before I got He's in a this fixture. series. Yeah, yeah and, and 
So you look at it and you're like, yeah, I can I I can understand why he wants to get off the road now. But selfishly, I'm like, I don't want him off the road yet. But <laughs> to see what impact he's had on the floor at the shop and how he's been able to really organize and and uh, really lead uh, the floor aspect of, of SHR and where the cars are being prepared and, and assembled, uh, to have somebody like him that's down there organizing all that and watching over it is, is uh, it's comforting. And like I say, I think that's part of the process of showing you know, when you don't throw too many curveballs out there, uh, you know, that was a major change, but I wouldn't call it a curveball. Mm-hmm. But I think that was one of those changes that, um, you know, I, th- I think Zippy and, and Gibson knew what the effect of that was going to be more so than I knew at the time until I saw it happen. He's about like me. He doesn't have much hair left. But how much more did he lose when it, it looked like you guys were going to have to run the, the all-star aero package at multiple races instead of just that one this year? I imagine some people were going, uh-oh. Uh, I, I might have lost some hair if that happened, too. <laughs> it's, and I'm not sure we were all totally opposed to it. But it's, uh, you know, it, it's expensive. There's just it's a tough. Lot, there's a lot that goes into it that people don't realize. Anytime NASCAR makes any kind of change it immediately costs the team's money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's they we all have to be careful. I mean, we're, we're, we're not having full fields like we used to have, so we need to be conscious of uh, what the budgets are, what changes are being made, and how we can all work together to, uh, you know, keep steering the ship, you know, from the sports side of it and, and keep growing the sport, but at the same time not run people out of the sport as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a delicate balancing act, but... You know, it's something that NASCAR's had to deal with from its inception, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's they didn't they didn't become successful by making too many bad decisions. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's something that will be revisited down the road. Um, but for now, it's something that uh, you know I think the teams are a little uncomfortable with the the process of how much it's going to cost to do it. When that momentum started to grow, and it looked like we might have multiple races with it, is that a function when they pulled back, saying? the communication level is better now than it ever has been between the teams oh, and NASCAR and yeah, the decision-making? And, you know, I mentioned it a couple of years ago when the, the driver council started, and uh, then you have the representatives from uh, one from each of the manufacturers, uh, the, the uh, uh, team managers, I guess, for lack of better terms, uh, getting together, and then the, the owner's council. Mm-hmm. That's something that we I never thought in my lifetime I was ever going to see. I mentioned something to that. Uh, I was in a helicopter with Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Dale Earnhardt Sr. And Sounds I, like guy walks into a bar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the lead into that joke, yeah. No, it wasn't even <laughs> quite that bad. It, it wasn't even that funny because I said, why don't you guys, you know, we were talking about some of the safety stuff, and I said, well, why don't you guys get together because, you know, this is the way they did an IndyCar, and I feel like that's a better way than what they're doing. And they said, no, we're we're not. If you want to do it, you you be the leader of that. But we don't want to be the guy that organizes you the driver's group. You stick your neck group. out, yeah. Yeah. So to to think that twenty years later now, mm-hmm. now you have that. It, it's not something I thought we would ever see. But I think it's, I think it's great that NASCAR has been open minded from that standpoint and listening to, you know, the drivers are the ones driving the cars. They know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. The the owners know what it costs to do it. The competition directors or team managers know what it takes to keep the drivers happy, keep the owners happy budget-wise, and they're in the middle of it all all as well. So to, to have those three groups working together with NASCAR, I think, is something that's been very productive. Yeah, it certainly seems like it's a lot better than the, the old process of yeah. my way or the highway, at least. Definitely. At least you're feeling you got some input now as yeah. opposed to what we had before. You mentioned earlier you're getting to race as much as you want uh, on the sprint car side in particular. Do you miss any version of being behind the wheel on the on the cup side? Some days when I go to Richmond, I miss it, and when I go to Sonoma, I miss it. Yeah. Those are those are the two places that I uh, 
I absolutely, uh, every time I see it, I, I go, man, I'd, I wouldn't mind being a car, in a car today. But those are the, really the only two tracks that really stand out that, that I say, man, those are, those are two places that I really wish I could run today. Yeah, the, the ones that kind of make you go, hmm, just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, and they're both tracks that are real low grip and, and you know, the tires fall off a lot. And that's yeah. something that, uh, you know, was part of the decision-making process that I needed to do something different. I, I got frustrated with the, the fact that track position was everything and that, uh, you know, tires didn't seem like they they fell off. They didn't wear out. The, you couldn't you couldn't pressure a guy and get him to wear his tires out and then go buy him. You know, it, it literally. It didn't just, matter what you did. Yeah, as I, much I didn't as, feel like yeah. I was a factor in anymore. But I, when you go to Sonoma, when you go to Richmond, those are two tracks that I still feel like the drivers have the most control of their destiny. Yeah, and that makes it a lot of fun. That's yeah. when the guys start grinning for sure. Exactly. There's been a lot of talk recently about uh, the, the, the attendance figures, the TV figures. Where do you th- see things going here in the next five to ten years? <laughs> Not necessarily in terms of those things, but the sport overall. Where do, where do you see things moving, the trending? Uh, honestly, I couldn't even tell you what the TV numbers and the attendance figures have been. I mean, I've been so busy racing this year. Um, you know, I've kind of taken a, a little bit of a step back from the NASCAR side, just from the standpoint that I am on the road so much with mm-hmm. my racing that, you know, I kind of know what happens with our team and I know what's going on internally with our team. But outside of it, I really haven't been as engaged uh, from that side and know those figures as much as, as uh, you know, I have in the past. But, you know, I, I think that's where knowing that you have a driver's council, an owner's council, you uh, and those groups working with NASCAR, I feel like the right people are in place to to work together and, and figure out solutions to those problems. Is there anything that you would like to see happen in the next few years that, that just as a personal preference? I The same things that I, for the last probably five or ten years, complained about and <laughs> felt like were the right ideas that nobody seems to want to listen to. So, uh, you know, I guess I kind of got to the point where I quit beating the drum when, when I felt like my ideas weren't valid ideas. I... After all the years of racing that I have and all the different types of cars I've driven, I, when, you, when you feel like that you don't have enough knowledge, apparently, for people to listen to, you just kind of stop beating the drum and you go do something else. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, Tony, uh, good luck at Eldora. I know it's going to be a fun show. It always is. I can't wait to get there and see it. It's uh, definitely a, a cool break, a cool something different in the schedule to look forward to, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you out there. Well, I'm excited. I, I'm really excited about uh you know, having some guys in the TV booth that are going to be uh, calling a race from the dirt track side. I think yeah. uh, when when they said Kevin Harvick last year was going to commentate the the truck race, I thought, man, this is a guy that hates dirt <laughs> and and ran dirt at Eldora one time and hated it, and now he's commentating. So to have Larson and Bell there, uh, you know, and you guys there, obviously, it's a uh, you know, it's it's a perfect way to showcase uh, you know what's going on with the truck race at Eldora. And like you say, it's kind of like a, a road course race for the yeah. Cup Series. It's just something different. I think it's uh, something that is always fun for me is when you go there and all the, the, the crew guys on these teams come up and say, man, we love coming here. Mm-hmm. You know, And I know it's a lot of work because they have to do a lot of different things to, to uh, get those trucks ready to go race at Eldora. But to, to see how excited they are to come there and uh, do something different like that is, is the same feeling we have when we go road course racing. Absolutely. It's really cool. Well, Tony, thanks for your time. Thank you. Okay, still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll have this week in NASCAR history and we'll preview this weekend's race at New Hampshire. 
One tool from the AutoZone Loaner Tool program can do more than most. It can help tackle a brake job, throw down on a rebuild. It can work fast and hard or slow and steady. It can help grind it out, fix it right, tighten, loosen, twist, turn, and repair to get it done. And it did all of that just last week. There are over 100 specialty tools that AutoZone loans for free because doing more is what we do best. So visit any of our 5,500 AutoZone locations nationwide today. Deposit required. See store for details. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell him to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you the meat on that burrito ain't going to light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to your host, Woody Kane. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. In just a moment, we'll preview this weekend's race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. But first, let's go back in the time machine for this week in NASCAR history. This week will start in 1983. Michael Jackson's Thriller album is at the top of the charts. Nintendo's Mario Brothers is first released as a video game in Japan. And NASCAR was at the Nashville Speedway. After winning the four previous races in Nashville, Daryl Waltrip's streak was broken by Dale Earnhardt in the Bush Nashville 420. White flag for Dale Earnhardt as he takes it down into turn one. So it's Dale Earnhardt trying to pull in the victory, the first in a long time for the Wrangler Jeans machine. He's off the number two corner. He is free of race traffic. It's all Dale Earnhardt. A standing ovation from this sellout crowd at Nashville International Raceway for the first time in a year. Bud Moore's Wrangler Jeans Ford with Dale Earnhardt at the wheel will take the checkered flag, and Earnhardt wins the Bush 420. Now jump forward to 1995. Hootie and the Blowfish is red hot on the radio. Forbes magazine announced Bill Gates as the richest man in the world, and NASCAR was at Pocono Raceway. Dale Jarrett was victorious that day in the Miller Genuine Draft 500. Jarrett down the short shoot. Jeff Gordon giving it all he's got, trying to reel him in. He's running out of time. Time's winding down quickly. Jarrett is already entering turn three where he's closing fast on Ricky Craven's lap car. Jarrett asking his Ford for just a few more feet back to the line. Will the fuel hold up? Out of turn number three, Dale Jarrett for the first time since October of last year wins on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. And we end this week in 2006. Kenny Chesney has the number one country song with Summertime. At the box office, 3D movies started to make a big comeback, and NASCAR was at the Magic Mile in New Hampshire. Kyle Busch survived a green-white checker finish to win the Lennox Industrial Tools 300. That's the battle for the second spot for the final time down the back stretch here at New Hampshire. Hamlet to the inside, Edwards to the outside. A power move by Edwards. One final shot to see if Edwards has anything for Kyle Busch. Carl Edwards goes to second. He's two car licks behind Kyle Busch, but not close enough. Kyle Busch finally wins in 2006. And those are just some of the events in this week in NASCAR history. This weekend, we're at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and for a preview, here's Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Woody. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams head to New England this week for the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Kentucky winner Martin Truex Jr. strikes out for the flat mile with momentum on his side, hoping to finally close the deal 
and take the checkers in the Granite State. Over the years, for I mean, I've been going up there so long, you know, so I have a ton of history there, and I've won, you know, the Bush North races up there a few times. I've won, uh, won the Xfinity race there, and, and this cup win's really been eluding me, so uh, it would be a big one to be able to win there. We've been so close. We've led a ton of laps the past, I don't know, three years or so, and, uh, man, we just haven't been able to, to lead the last one. With only one New Hampshire top ten in the books, Austin Dillon plans to be judicious with changes through practice sessions and bring home his best career finish in lobster country. I think staying disciplined and not worrying about the first practice, um, you know, the practice is, uh, it's hard to not adjust your car to get faster, but the, the track always is changing as the rubber's laying down. It gets tighter and tighter and you start off so free there. So uh, trying to keep up with adjustments is a big part of that and, and being smart about the adjustments you make, knowing that it's going to be different when you go to racing. David Reagan's exploits on the tough mile have not been all that fruitful over the years, and the veteran still struggles to get a handle on the level corners. There's not a lot of artificial grip at, at New Hampshire. Uh, when you drive 160 miles an hour into those corners, uh, you have to use a lot of brakes and you don't have a lot to lean on and so uh, it really takes a lot of mechanical grip and it's easy to overslip the tires. Uh, so New Hampshire is one of those tracks that generally you'll have one or two cars that really get hooked up and they dominate the race and everybody else is, is racing hard for positions. The green flies over the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway Sunday afternoon just after 2 p.m. Eastern. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Okay, thanks, Susie. We're really looking forward to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We also want to send our thanks to Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman, Christopher Bell, and the guys at Eldora Speedway for joining us on today's show. Mike Bagley's back from special assignment next week. Until then, thank you for joining us here on NASCAR Live. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.